happy Monday and welcome back to You Uplifted Season 2, Beautiful Soul. If this is your first time joining the show, or even if it isn't, You Uplifted is a place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into their true potential and power. My name is Safa. I am your host. I am an intuitive life coach, and I bring to you a very unique guest today. Inasmuch as she is a dear friend of mine, a student as well as a teacher, and someone with whom I've collaborated on things before, and just so much more. She's an amazing badass of a woman, and you're really going to enjoy her company. Now, in the spirit of full disclosure, we recorded this via Zoom, and there was a little bit of interference here and there, but the interview is beautiful, and I think that you will really enjoy it, so hang in there and get ready to talk about all things choices, introspective honesty, and confront the reality that when we are healing, that process is ever-evolving, ever-changing, ever-fluid, and we all go through it. Which is actually a perfect time for me to share a couple of really exciting news with all of you. Firstly, I want to thank you all so much for listening to the show last season and for showing up again for this season. It's been such a pleasure to share space with such beautiful guests and with all of you as we explore the many different topics of how to heal how to become empowered, and how to become uplifted in our lives. And this journey has been an absolute joy for me. And through it all, I have slowly started to also create new opportunities for my business, new avenues for you to support the show and to continue learning from all of our guests and myself. And so there are two wonderful news that I want to share with you today. I also want to share this with you in the spirit of making space for the reality that healing is never linear, it is ever evolving, and it is very rarely, if ever at all, perfect. So if you are going through a change in your life, whether it is personal with friends or family or your business, and you are noticing that it is time to change, but you are afraid because you're not sure how or because you fear the idea of imperfection transitions, allow me to tell you that is one of the most powerful spaces where you can show up for yourself. And one of the most beautiful spaces for creativity, especially as it comes from the divine feminine. In my particular case, I have decided to rebrand Nourishing Paths completely. And this is something that I was very much afraid to do. I was concerned that opening my heart up to the reality of my intuitive life coaching would mean that my business would completely peter off. And I wasn't entirely sure how to best show up for all of you, my clients, my listeners, my students. It just was so much uncertainty in a way, but it was the most beautiful opportunity to delve deeper into my own shadow work and really ask the questions that allowed me to finally set myself free in this space for the business itself. And Y'all, I am so, so excited for what's coming. I can't wait. In my life, I've been blessed enough to be able to teach yoga and and show up as Safa Arya's yoga for many years. And then much more recently as Nourishing Paths. I mean, it's been a true joy and a roller coaster and a blessing and also just such an incredible journey overall, just a learning experience. And in that journey, I did spend some time doubting myself and feeling a little bit conflicted about just how to embody the healer I knew that I was meant to be. Because for a while, I really held on to the story that everything had to look a certain way within my business in order for it to work. 
The funny thing is that the universe kept bringing people to me that were needing something very specific, something very unique, and something that couldn't fully fit into the description of the original company. And as much as I love Nourishing Paths, I love the name, I love all the empowerment that came from the want to help women change the relationship to food and self, what is coming next, I love even more and I am more passionate about because it means that you are going to get a chance to fully embody the goddess within. And it's giving me a chance to also work on the brand in a cohesive way so that you no longer have to go onto nourishing paths while listening to You Uplifted. You now have a chance to get in touch with me and listen to the show and connect with me on social media all through the same name. Now, allow me to say that the move or the rebranding is still well underway, meaning that there are things that still have not been fully put into place, such as officially changing email addresses and Instagram handles, but that is happening this week, which is why I wanted to take some time at the beginning of this episode to share this big news with you. Because as of this week, you're going to slowly see a change on my social media and in my email and in the title of the show and even in the image of the show, though that won't change too, too overly much. So you should be able to find the podcast easily either way. But again, I did want to give you a heads up. Now, I know I'm dragging this out a little bit, but I think it's just because I'm so excited that I want to keep talking about how exciting it is. But don't worry, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to reveal to you before anyone else knows the new name of the company and by extension, the new name of this podcast. Are you ready? The new name is Your Soulful Goddess. Uh, okay, I would scream, but I don't want to break your eardrums. I just want you to know that I'm so excited. Your soulful goddess is here to empower you in ways that you haven't even thought about before. And like I said, I'm giving you sort of a head start on the news. Nobody knows about this yet. I share it so that you know to be on the lookout for the changes and so that you know that when you come onto your platform, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts next week, you will probably not see the title of the show as You Uplifted anymore. So don't be shocked. Don't worry. I haven't gone anywhere. I am here for a whole new second season with incredible guests, incredible interviews, and oh yeah, the second announcement. The show is now going to have a Patreon page so that you can support the show, get access to exclusive behind the scenes and extra interviews. And believe me, you are not going to want to miss those. There's some really good information in there. And also, of course, by supporting the show, you ensure that I can bring it back for a third season with more guests, better audio, etc. <laughs> okay, so to recap, before I actually let you learn more about my fantastic guest and listen to the great interview, the You Uplifted show is now going to be Your Soulful Goddess, and Nourishing Paths is also now going to be Your Soulful Goddess. Emails haven't changed yet, neither has the Instagram or or the website. So when you hear me talk about info at nourishingpaths.com and so on at the end of the show, that still applies. But as soon as it changes, you will be the first to know. And the second news, again, as I recap for you, there is now a Patreon for you to support the show. And of course, that is going to have its own web address, which is going to be patreon.com forward slash your soulful goddess. So be looking for that in the coming week. And now allow me to tell you a little bit more about my guest. Sabrina is a coach and mentor who helps women 
overcome the excuses that have held them back so that they can live lives they love. Now, without further ado, here is the one and only Sabrina. Hello, Sabrina. Welcome. Hey, Safa. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, gosh, these intros are so tough because it's it's like an elevator pitch of yourself. And I feel like, <laughs> you know, we as human beings, we're so much bigger than just a couple of sentences. Right. But I'll try and keep it keep it small. Um, I obviously am not from the United States. I grew up in a small town just outside of London in the United Kingdom. My husband and I moved here about 10 years ago. And it's so crazy to me that passage of time because it feels like we've been here forever. But at the same time, it's like, where does the time go? You know, I'm pushing 38 and kind of not pushing. I am 38. Wow. See, I still think I'm like 23. Um, <laughs> I do too. Just, if it makes oh, you feel any better, I still think crazy. that I'm like a teen. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so when we moved to the States, I had this very unique and I feel very, very blessed to have been in the position at 28 years old um, to kind of look at my life and, and start anew, kind of choose again. Um, I used to be a flight attendant back in the UK. So when we moved here, it really was the opportunity for me to decide where I wanted my future to go. And so the the career path that really kicked off 10 years ago was actually started in my own transformation process 15 plus years ago. And, and where that has brought me now is to a space where I am a coach um, for women who are engaging in a transformation process, whatever that looks like for the individual. Um, I've been through a huge weight loss journey. I've lost nearly a hundred pounds. And so most of my clients come to me for weight loss kind of support guidance expertise. Um, but I also work with people that have weight to gain. I have I work with people that have particular medical kind of um, conditions. I work with people that are looking for performance improvements. So it's kind of across the board, but the, the foundation is based in a transformation process that needs to begin. So that's kind of where I'm at. I love it. I love it so much. And my, to me, the thing that's sort of most stand out about that whole thing is the idea of the choosing, mm. because for so many of us, it feels like a luxury that we don't have in our lives, you know, to choose what it is that we want to do, how we want to show up in our day to day. Yet it is probably one of the most effective and most powerful tools at our uh, at our disposal to create thriving lives 100% 100% and i think so much we give that power away you know we we sit in a space of um I can't do that because of X, Y, and Z, or I can't be that because of A, B, C. And we, we give ourselves or we remove from ourselves, I guess is a better way to put it, the ability to choose because it, everything feels so much bigger than we are. Everything feels so much more cumbersome than we can manage. Um, but we make it that way, right? We put those, those kind of limits on ourselves. So that that idea of choosing is where the journey begins and it's honestly my favorite part of um of where my people start because in that choice to to start making a change there's so much possibility in that space you know there's so much that can be gotten from that space and and that beginning I think really is the best part of the journey because there's so much hope there. There's so much um, energy there. You, you're winning there, you know, because so many people don't make that choice. So many people do let themselves kind of live a, I'll settle for what I have kind of life. So mm. by making the choice, you've already won almost. And it's a beautiful space to be in, no matter how scary it may seem, because you know, we, we'll talk about this, I think, but that fear of failing is real. Mm -hmm. um, 
but being in that space where you you make that first step towards that best version of yourself who's out there waiting for you you know she's she's calling and screaming and begging you to pay attention to her so when you do make that first acknowledgement that she exists and she's depending on you to show up it's a it's a wonderful place to be Ah, it is. And it's, it's coming from such a place of creative intent Mm. too, you know, where it's, how do I, I always say there is this concept of yes. And within the acting community, you know, we, whenever we're doing improv, you, the rule is you don't say no, like that's not an option. You can't Mm -hmm. say no to whatever scenario someone's brought up to you, no matter how outlandish (laughs) your task is to honor it within creation and be the yes. And mover. So in other words, what comes into your life, you've got the ability to empower by choosing it and stepping into that really lovely creative space of yes. And yes, I've had this come up in my life and I can empower myself in there by honoring this aspect of self, or Mm -hmm. yes, I have embodied this situation or this story for so long. And now I get the ability to reframe for myself and choose anew. And so it kind of all wraps around this really neat truth of the deeper we go into honoring the self, the deeper we can get into creation with self and through self to then make choices that are going to empower our lives versus being in such a deep state of reactivity Mm -hmm. that we continuously feel like we are at the effect of the world because the world is out to get us or because Mm -hmm. things are happening to us rather than happening for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that that, um, parallel that you drew with the acting community it's it's so funny that you say that because it's something that I share with my clients a lot is it's never or it's always and like you don't have to be wanting to improve your health or be able to live your damn life and enjoy a glass of wine Mm -hmm. you don't have to be wanting to make drastic change in how you speak to yourself or how you show up for yourself your self-care practices or you know be there for your kids and be there for your family like it's never or in in those spaces wherever we think we put those limits of it this is an or situation I always challenge you to think of it where how can I make it an and situation Um, because the or just puts the limits on ourselves that are often ego driven often are not ego from a place of um look at me, look at me, but more ego from a place of this is, this is my identity in the world. And so this is how I always have to show up. Um, and it gives, it, it puts those limits on yourself where it's just not true. You don't have to live an all life. And one of the things that I've been talking to them a lot about in kind of this new energy of the new year that we've been swimming in is how are we going to make 2021 be a manifestation of an and life. Um, And I think that was just such a great kind of parallel you drew there. No, I I love it. And it's so true because then that connects as well with sort of the the question of how. Mm, mm. (laughs) I was just having this conversation with one of my clients and it's something that I actually even made a little reel about on Instagram because I think it's so true. For me, two, two points that I want to make here. First is when it comes to stepping into a new year in a way that is going to be much more fluid, much more aligned with the divine feminine essence of allowing and we can get a little bit deeper into that word in a second but if we're going to step into that place with true empowerment one of the things that has helped me most in my life has been the idea of really channeling into creation versus aggressive intent you know there's a difference with setting an intention and then and what is it a resolution you know everybody breaks their resolutions at the beginning of the year for a reason and a lot of it to me is the energetic behind it Mm -hmm. is so aggressive and so 
quote unquote, have to quote unquote, must, you know, all of that really heavy sort of energy. But also one of the things that I've been really tapping into lately is this idea and this truth of when we are in a space of creation and in a space of creative intent, getting stuck in a loop of how Mm. only puts us in a place where we give our power away, we become disempowered, and then we get lost in old stories, old sort of reframes of but or no, like all of that rumiation remains because we have allowed ourselves to step into the how rather than the yes and or the why because the why actually becomes important in terms of why am I disempowering myself in this situation? Mm-hmm. Why am I afraid of taking charge? Why am I afraid of reframing? Why am I in this place where I am not giving myself permission to embody my truth and choose more deeply, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, when you said the, the why, it made me think of that exact same um that exact same energy of we'll wait we get stuck in how 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 is this going to happen how am I going to make this how am I and you said it 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 disempowers us it kind of uh puts our energy and our focus in the wrong place and why is such a crucial question and Mm. one that I would add to it is who Mm. because I like my journey started and it became so destructive because I, I was obsessed with being skinny. That's all I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I gained a hundred pounds at university. I'm not kidding. I went to university, gained a hundred pounds and then left uni, had an awful experience there, bullying. And, and just, it was, it was an awful experience in my life, but I graduated, left university, came out and was kind of like, okay, something needs to change. I I don't want to look like this anymore. I don't want anyone to ever treat me this way because of the way I look anymore, all this kind of stuff and stuff from being a kid and being other um, my whole life, all that kind of came to a head. So I started my weight loss journey at 21 years old or 20 years old. And I I just was focused on being as skinny as possible. So of course, Mm -hmm. with that focus, I did all the wrong things. Every fad diet you could ever think of. I um, developed an eating disorder in actual fact. I had horrible self-esteem, awful self kind of worth. None of that, like it was just as bad as it could be. That's how it went for me, right? So I get to what, is my goal weight and still despise the vision, the reflection Mm -hmm. I see in the mirror, still hold no value to who I am as a human. And so I kind of came to this place where I was like, like, is that, is that it? Is, is this what it is? Like I'm either fat and unhappy or skinny and unhappy. Like what, Mm -hmm. what is that? Surely there's got to be more, to this and it has to go in a better way than this, which really was the the reason I started um, my personal training business and and became um, a fitness professional was because of that. I wanted to be able to hold the hand of women going through transformations themselves. So they didn't have to go through it in the way that I did. So they had the support, they had the guidance, they had education to help them make the right choices for themselves. But with that focus on on what, you know, the how, I lost who it is that Sabrina even was. I lost who it is that I wanted to be as a person, not just what I look like. So whenever I, I get, find clients get stuck in that headspace of, oh, I, I'm not going to try, I'm not even going to try because it's so hard. I've tried everything in the past. I've done this, um, so often before and I fail every time instead of letting them get stuck in that space of how 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 it's impossible for me we come at it from that viewpoint of what you said like why are we here what is it that you're wanting to um what is it that you're wanting to change and who is it do you want to become in the process of this change 
Yes, absolutely. And everything about that. I mean, obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but if you've been listening to the show from episode one, you know that I myself have also struggled with that patterning within the eating disorder, because to me, it very much played into old stories of worth and deep core wounds of who I was in terms of value, you know, what value I held within this world. And so I resonate with everything you say so deeply because I, I've been there. I know what it's like to go further in search for something external that seems so very much entrenched in true worth, but that in truth is nothing but a distraction from what is going on with our shadow self. Mm -hmm. And that needs to be brought into presence through those whys. You know, to me, one of the biggest tools that we have at our disposal in terms of healing the self is becoming unrelenting questioners or maybe unrelenting um, detectives of mm -hmm. the self where mm -hmm. almost like those little kids, you know, when you have, when you're around that little kid who won't stop asking why, that has to be you or it should become us. And I use those words not lightly because I also don't feel very aligned with the heaviness of the should and the have to. However, in this case, I put them forth in a place of um, sort of like a, a blinking light, like try to get your attention. Hey, because mm. if you do, if you do start asking yourself why, if you do start creating space for you to become curious about what is going on underneath the surface, you discover so much more about yourself, about what does need to be healed and about what is showing up in terms of, look, the truth is, it isn't about you shrinking your body. It is about something much deeper. It is about something that is underneath the surface that when we can address it from a place of love and awareness and with the help of someone else can be then transitioned and transmuted and turned into something much more healing and much more empowering within which or through which we can then choose better for ourselves because, and I know that this is something that you and I both echo sort of off each other constantly, it is the fact that we deserve better. We don't deserve settling. We don't deserve simply sitting there and becoming disempowered. We don't deserve the status quo. We deserve so much better than all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I strongly believe that we were created to live the most vibrant life that we could possibly live, you know, and, and anything that stops you from being in that space that, that puts limits on you, that keeps you in the shadows. That's a life that you're settling for. It's not the life that you were created for. Um, and it's hard. Like I can't kind of, um, harp on it enough that this stuff takes time Safra and I have been through our own processes mm -hmm. long before we ever got to a place where we could guide and support people through their processes so this this stuff takes time and it takes a willingness to to confront the ego and confront all of these um, things that you may have chosen in the past that didn't serve you in the best way moving forward but you can only move forward in in the guise of true acceptance and transformation from from that um energetic place if you do first acknowledge the fact that if you were strong enough to put yourself in this negative space you bet your backside that you were strong enough to get yourself out of it mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can be such a daunting concept because then what that does is it puts the responsibility mm. and the, yeah, I mean, the authority in our hands, which means, and, and I say this often, and I will probably say it many times after this, but all the decisions that we make and all the choices that we make, they inherently are not either good or bad. Mm -hmm. They are neutral but they do carry with them a follow-up energetic. In other words, a consequence. So if we spend a lot of our time getting caught in rumiations of 
the, that disempowering how or the no or the but mm-hmm. versus getting curious about uh, the space of creative yes and we will have a follow-up energetic to that. And oftentimes it's going to be a sort of vicious cycle where we get stuck in these ego-based pains or these ego-based processes Mm -hmm. that keep us from realizing things are not happening to us, but for us. And that ultimately we can choose either way. We can choose what to do with this. We can choose how to better show up, how to embody our truth, how to really turn things upside down, for lack of a better term, and reaffirm or redistribute the energy and the outlook and all of the thought processes behind that situation, Mm -hmm. which then again becomes that game of guess what? It's now in your hands, which means you are the active creator of your life. And I think a lot of times, maybe in an unconscious way, we shy away from that because then it's, it's us. It's us who are calling all of this forth into our lives, you know, and ultimately you are, you are right. It doesn't happen overnight, which is sort of like the next side or the next step above that. It's once you actually start choosing to move in one direction or once you actually start choosing to create in a certain way, it's good for us to remember that in that space, there is room for time. There is room for growth, which brings me back to that, also to that allowance that I was talking about earlier to me. And it was, it was funny because before the year started, a couple of us got together for, I think it was episode 32 or 31, where we kind of did, we drew cards for the energetic of the year. And we talked about the messages that were coming through for us about the energetic of 2021. And one of the things that kept coming up like very much presently was the message of allow. So which sort of brings us back full circle in terms of we talked about at the beginning of the of this show, you and I, of not stepping into a place of aggressive action, but going more into a space of creative intention. And what that means is when you allow, when you simply show up and you choose to be there for yourself, you choose to love yourself, you choose to be aware within and for yourself, you choose to do the work, you aren't simply expecting things to happen magically and you aren't forcing them into happening, but you are allowing for that space of growth in an organic way so that the universe can then say, oh, there's room for expansion here. There's room for fluidity. There's room for further attraction of this very same vibrational energy into this space. Um, So that was a very long-winded way of saying when we allow, we create room for choice and in that space become empowered for creation, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to reiterate just what you said a little while ago, that this is not easy. It requires a level of honesty like you can never imagine because there's nothing easy about realizing that you're the one that's been holding you back this entire time. There's nothing easy about that. There's nothing safe about that. There's nothing there's nothing about that that sounds good right (laughs) so it's it's this level of honesty but then just like you said being able to create the space for yourself where you can not only be honest but then choose different you know one of the things that Um, my clients and I have been talking a lot about this year with the different intentions we've set and, and the path we're moving forward on together is if you want different, you have to do different. And I've, I've kind of backed that up with you not only have to do different, you have to believe different. 
Mm. And that that's like self-belief. It's belief in your ability to write yourself a new story. It's belief in your ability to transcend all the limits that you've placed on yourself before. So it's, it's honesty with yourself to acknowledge everything that has come before and the willingness to sit in the discomfort of, of the realization that if I really want things to be different, I not only have to do something different, I also have to be something different in that belief kind of capacity. And, and again, there's nothing easy about that. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people do, you know, they start, stop, start, stop, kind of engaging in these kinds of um, processes is because it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's challenging work to do. And, and one of the challenges that I have often is that, and, it, and it's a compliment, I, well, I choose to take it as a compliment anyway, but people come to me and they think they're getting a weight loss coach, right? I'm gonna give them fitness programming to do, I'm gonna give them some nutrition education, get on with your bad self, do your damn thing. But no, like we go so deep because it's not about the weight just like you said, it's about why there exists a belief that you have to look a certain way. And it's about what that weight is stealing from you. That's the real work. Mm. Um, and I think that's the mistake that so many people make when they look at it as just weight loss, or they look at it as just, you know, healing their relationship with it themselves. They look at it at, at as just healing their relationship with their spouse or just changing their career. It's never about the surface thing. There's always underlying belief systems that we need to break apart in order for you to truly believe that you do deserve better. Mm. Oh my gosh, there's so much to that. So let me see if I can organize my thoughts because <laughs> also too, by the way, in full disclosure to the listeners, this is actually really funny. So Sabrina and I have already had a conversation today. Like we sat down to record this episode and little old me did not hit record. <laughs> And it was such a great conversation. This one's so good too. Rich. Oh, this, this one's, one's great too. too. This one's great too. I mean, listen, everything in, in its own divine place, right? So if it didn't go to the airwaves, there was a reason for it. But I say that because I feel like my mind is a little more rambly right now than, <laughs> than it was when we originally sat down. So bear with me while I try to uh, to get my stuff together here. So I love what you said, because I, I fully believe and see that we've become very much deeply entrenched in this idea of uh, things being easily facilitated to us. We, we like this idea of the instantaneous, that instant gratification, because I mean, that's the way that our world works these days. Mm -hmm. That's just how it operates. However, we lose touch with the truth that everything in nature and everything in creation, I mean, look, even the things that seem instantaneous to us, they seem that way to us because someone else has put in the effort and the time mm. to make it so for us. So everything in creation takes time. It has a rhythm. It has a flow. It expands and it contracts it gets destroyed and then is reborn it goes through different iterations at different times it's never the same thing more than once there are so many little things that we sometimes forget in that search for the now the immediacy the gotta have it that it's gotta happen in this moment or else it's worthless and then we get lost in the process of really entrenching ourselves in the growth of or the creation of something because for some reason we've believed this narrative that easy means better mm. when that is not true at all easy is simply comfortable and the truth of the matter is that as much as we do like comfort all of us and Inherently, comfort isn't bad or good, you know, just like we were talking about earlier, certain things like making a choice is, isn't bad or good. However, comfort very often leads us to complacency. 
And in that space of complacency, we find stagnation. And where there is stagnation, death that does not yield a rebirth exists and there is no coming back from that. So why would you want easy for yourself when all it's going to lead to is more of the same stagnancy that was making you miserable to begin with? Mm-hmm. And further still, to go back to your point as well, is why would we drive ourselves crazy and, you know, honor that idea of doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? Why drive ourselves insane when ultimately we know at the very core of our beings and deep in our conscious and unconscious minds, because I do think that that is actually a conscious thing that we choose to mm. ignore, that we we better serve ourselves and the collective and our highest selves, if we, if we want to take it even further that way in sort of that metaphysical realm, by continuously choosing actions that are going to take us further and that are going to be distinct from those that have kept us stuck in this situation or this place or this moment that has not yielded Mm -hmm. growth or life or healing or sustainability or rebirth, whatever it is. Because if you find yourself in a place or a situation where things have not moved and are just comfy and meh, okay, they are what they are. (laughs) Let me tell you, that is not a place from which you can truly empower yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And asking yourself just a very simple question of, am I comfortable or am I happy? Mm. Am I comfortable or am I joyful? Am I comfortable or am I, you know, insert whatever adjective verb I don't even know (laughs) aligns with you right because it's so easy to be able to sit in that space of oh this is comfortable like I see it so much Mm -hmm. and again never want to throw judgment never want to throw shade but I see it so much in in um I don't know certain societies certain communities where women find themselves in in positions of maybe feeling stuck in in marriages or relationships Mm. where they're not fulfilled because it's easy you know that the husband makes a a decent amount of money they're used to a certain kind of lifestyle and so ejecting out of that would mean a, a significant upheaval of their of their life of their quality of life all those kinds of things so they stay in this space where they're not happy, they're not fulfilled, they're not um, thriving, they're not, you know, on the outside, it looks all shiny and glittery, but truly, mm. it, they're not living as fully as they, as they should, as, as they're supposed to, in, in terms of what, like, how we were created to live. And it's, it's that question, am I comfortable? Or am I actually in love with my life? Mm, I love that because that's the one thing, maybe not the one, but that is one of the things that we don't get taught. You know, we, we spend so much time being told stories of this quote unquote, perfect romantic love and they lived happily ever after yet we don't hear stories about falling in love with the self and falling in love with our lives and falling in love with shoot our mistakes and falling in love with our lessons and falling in love with our pain and that's kind of also where I really come alive in this conversation for the reason that as you said we can fall into that place of oh I'm comfortable and I'm just going to settle I think part of it is a very intricate web of we get comfortable and then we get scared of rocking the boat, but we also get into those spaces because our core stories about ourselves and about our lives are wrapped around something that makes us believe that those external factors and those little things that make us quote unquote good or keep us from 
not challenging or that keep us from and away from the pain and the uncomfortable and all that stuff are what we need Mm. because this shiny lustery idea of they lived happily ever after and I mean that even beyond just a romantic relationship at this point I'm talking Mm -hmm. about everything in our lives work you know friends uh, everything that we have this shiny idea that things should be immaculate once they get like once we get it that's how it should remain and it should Mm -hmm. stay just like that forever and it's going to be absolutely perfect when there couldn't be anything further from the truth because again the universe doesn't work that way. Everything is in a constant state of shift, of flux, of flow, of change, and of growth. And what we really are or what is really asked of us, sort of like you intimated a little while ago, is a very deep vulnerability, very deep, courageous presence, and the the truth of the fact that just because it hurts like pink says doesn't mean Mm. we're going to die that is like the one thing where I really resonate with our physical bodies are a very key element to understand our psychological emotional and spiritual selves because For example, when you start a brand new workout and you're all excited and you're doing the things, but all of a sudden things burn and you've got that buildup of lactic acid and it's just like fatiguing and you you don't want to. And the first thing you want to do is click that eject button. (laughs) You've got your choice there. You can either choose to eject and stay within the same patterns and then go back to the things that were not giving you life and not bringing you into fruition Or you notice that this is showing up not to destroy you or to obliterate you, but to strengthen and build you up further. And it's the same with our lives. And I laugh because as a matter of fact, uh, I did say this earlier in our conversation, it's the same with everything in our lives where we feel like there's that emotional, mental, or even spiritual lactic acid buildup Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. just because it's taking you out of your comfort zone, just because it's asking something deep of you, just because it is bringing up the fear perhaps, or the the true inquiry of, hey, what's going on here? Why? That why question, go deeper, learn more about yourself, really do the shadow work. Don't just stay on the surface and pretend so that you can put this on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but Go into that place and face yourself, really face yourself and go deeper into healing is not easy and it's going to hurt and it's going to burn. And sometimes it's going to be down like right uncomfortable for not just one day, not two, but a couple of years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I think it's a beautiful blessing to all of us because from that place, we can continue to once again the word of the episode, choose, mm-hmm. we choose, you choose to empower yourself, you choose how you want to take a look at this narrative, you choose what you are going to empower, you choose what you're going to then stop giving your power away to. Mm-hmm. And you choose yourself at the end of the day, how do you show up for yourself in that space, you know? Yeah, and that having giving yourself that space to choose, I think is crucial. And as is the realization that when we, when we almost what you said, allow the change to occur, allow the things to come to us in terms of have the expectation that is going to suck. Like, (laughs) I think one of the biggest disservices we give ourselves as humans is we, we things, we think that things should look a certain way or should Mm -hmm. be a certain way, or, you know, my process should look like homegirls over there. And that's what it should look like. We have an expectation of how things should go. And then when they don't go that way, we're wrong. We suck. We can't do it. It's not for us. Great. It worked for her, but I'm not like that. Like all these ego-based excuses pop into our minds. Mm-hmm. When actually, if we can just recognize that sucking is part of the process, 
I think we put ourselves in so so much of a better not only um, headspace to be able to tackle the things that come up, but also physically we allow the discomfort, we allow that lactic acid buildup, we allow the the vulnerability and the and the and the fear and all the things that have kept us away from tackling this kind of stuff before. We're we're more willing to sit with it because the expectation of easy has been has been stripped. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, not only for work like this, but for any any area of your life where you're trying to achieve something different. Yeah. Stop expecting it to be easy. Stop expecting it to happen in a particular time frame. Stop expecting it to look like somebody else's process because you know, the fact remains that no two humans come to a situation with exactly the same perspective, exactly the same life experience, exactly the same viewpoint. And so your process will look different from hers or his or theirs. And that's how it's supposed to be, you know, release that expectation and just allow your process to kind of play out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would even take that a little bit further and say, just release all expectation so that you can allow because expectation is just a projection of all our stories and all our fears into the future. We think that we can take this energy somehow and push it so far into the future that we can somehow manipulate or control what is going to come. And I hate to break it to you, but control is an illusion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've got choice and you've got power, but you've got no control because at the end of the day, you can't determine what is going to happen next moment, next Mm -hmm. moment, tomorrow, etc. You that is just going to play out the way that it is going to play out. Now, what you can do is show up for yourself and be there for yourself in love and hold space for yourself in love so that when things do present themselves to you, rather than holding on to this, but I wanted it to look exactly like this and it had to match this perfect path and it was going to blah, blah, blah. You can actually see what is in front of you as a blessing. It's exactly that story of the person who was stuck up on a roof and everything had flooded and they were asking for guidance from a higher being, God or whatever. And they were like, oh, send me a sign, send me a sign, send me help. And then whenever help and signs came through, they just kept ignoring them because they wanted it to look a certain way. And then there they are dying because they won't move past it. We do the same thing to ourselves when we expect don't attach expectation to things. I say this all the time when I teach yoga and I say it to my clients when we are talking one-on-one, when you attack when you attach expectation to things, you suffocate the truth of their life right out of existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just what you said about expectation as a projection of of the past, like it's again, if you want something different, you have to do and believe something different. So projecting what has already been has got you to where you are. So we, that cycle needs to break somewhere. That cycle needs to stop somewhere. And again, if we had the capacity and the power to create it, we have the capacity and the power to create something else, to choose different, to give us ourselves that space and that time to, to project a different future. Um, but again, I think we can't say it enough. We can't reiterate it enough that this is not easy. It's not work that happens in an instant. This is stuff that you have to dedicate your time and attention to and recognizing, and we said this when we were talking earlier, recognizing that it's not a one and done deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right it's not you don't mow your lawn one time and then you're like hashtag nailed life like no you have to be mowing your lawn how I don't mow the lawn because I I don't do that but I so I don't know how long it takes to grow but you know how many times you shave your legs let's put it let's take it somewhere that I know you don't shave your legs one time and be like okay cool I'm good no if you want that to maintain that you have to do it over and over and over again and the same applies to work like this Mm -hmm. because guess what like those things are ingrained 
they're in your skin they're in your being they're in your blood flow like these old stories these old limits these beliefs this negative self-talk that's there and it's been there so unwriting that unraveling it kind of coming face to face with it in a way that you can you can give yourself space to choose again that's that takes commitment to to your process Yeah, it does. It's a really deep way of honoring the self and, Mm. and really loving the self, which is, I think, something that we haven't become super well versed at yet. We start touching sort of the outskirts of it. And we fall into the uh, faulty ideas that in order to love ourselves, we have to focus on quote unquote, self care, and that self care is just baths and, you know, like, going on a shopping spree whenever we want to, or going to the spa and getting a massage when there's Mm. so many layers to the truth of what honoring yourself is, in terms of, really allowing yourself to grow in such a way that is going to be dynamic and it's going to be honest and it's going to be sincere. And you're right. It doesn't just happen once and done. Mm -hmm. That's the other side of it. I think is that we do in the process of trying to heal ourselves, we go through this, these stages of, I can do it all my own, Mm -hmm. which listen, it's nice to grow internally and we definitely can do a lot of that work ourselves but we always need someone else whether it's a friend whether it is a coach whoever it's a therapist whatever we still need that external source as well and then also to really acknowledge the fact that despite all the immediacy we seem to think that we get from whether it is affirmations or books, et cetera, which I'm all for, by the way, but we don't get immediacy from them. That is a Mm -hmm. stepping stone. It is a tool. These are things that we utilize to go further into it because that process of healing is going to, to transform. It's going to mutate. You're going to think you're done with it. And all of a sudden it's going to show up again. So, you know, we actually being very open and sincere with everyone going back to our conversation about that eating disorder place Mm -hmm. you and i started working and and sabrina and i by the way because the listeners probably don't know this so we're friends and we've worked together and we've collaborated together and so we've kind of taught each other individually but then Mm -hmm. taught for others globally and so it's this really neat dynamic that we have going on for which i'm very grateful for by the way but we uh yes (laughs) 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 but she uh so I, this year I told her I wanted to start strengthening myself so that I could better like my runs and all of this other stuff. And it's interesting because I got started and when we, right before her and I sat down to have a conversation about my goals and all of this other stuff and my intentions, I had gotten caught up in an old story that triggered that old patterning of got to be smaller, got to lose weight, got to like all this stuff. And so when we sat down to have a conversation, it was coming from a very deep seated place of fear and pain that later I sat down and observed and was like, ah, it is showing up again. And the reason I bring that up for you listeners is so that you know, the work never ends. And that may seem tiresome and it may seem daunting, but there is such a beauty to it because then it means we get different times and different opportunities and different ways to approach ourselves in love and in awareness to choose better and to heal ourselves more powerfully. So every single time you go back to the drawing board and you get a new chance to heal, it isn't it is the story that you're coming from and it may seem very like the same wound, but it isn't. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's got a different connotation. It's kind of like that old, uh, that quote, you know, a man never crosses the same river twice because it's not the same river and it's not mm-hmm. the same man. Mm-hmm. It's exactly true. Yes, it's got similar connotations and it's got a similar flavor, but ultimately it's different. And what it does is it gives you a new space for transformation. Mm -hmm. So then you can go back and say, you know what, Sabrina, I was coming at this from a place of fear. Let's step back into it from a place of empowerment and move in this direction. And you can always do that for yourself. It's again, a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just love that um, man river um parody or perspective yeah and it just makes me think about so often we think that 
you know, going back to that one and done kind of mindset that we have. And I, I just had a brilliant um, kind of deep dive into myself in December. I tend to do that at the end of every year, kind of like reflect and review and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that kept showing up for me was this idea of standing at the bottom of a mountain and looking up at the mountain and seeing the peak and being like, oh, whew, that's going to take something but you set out, you know, you put your hiking shoes on, you, you got your gloves, you got your cold weather equipment, you got your tent, you got all this stuff, baggage and all these things to manage your process. And you set out and you go and you, you know, you trip and you scrape your knee and you, you're climbing, you're climbing, you get so tired, but then you look at the peak and you're like, I'm almost there. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. And you, you keep going, you get to the, to the peak and you sit standing there looking at the view and just thinking, oh my gosh, that was so worth it. This is beautiful, amazing. You turn to your right and you realize that that wasn't the peak at all. There's there's another piece of the mountain that you couldn't see from the bottom. So now you're like, oh, well, the view is nice here, but I wonder what the view would be like from up there. And so you you retie your shoes, you put some bandit band-aids on your knee, you, you take another sip of water and you go. Again, you slip, you fall, you scrape your knee, you tear your clothes, you whatever, you don't know if you can, you keep going, keep going, you get there. Again, you look at the view, wow, that was incredible. So worth it. I'm so glad that I didn't stop down there, that I'm now here. You do a 360 and again, you see mm-hmm. that you're not at the peak. And that is, I just got chills. That is transformation for me. Because it's not, mm-hmm. it's not what it looks like when you start. It never is. And it's that willingness to continually be in the process and not from a, oh my gosh, is this ever going to end? Like, am I mm-hmm. ever going to be there? Because mm-hmm. where is there? Like, where is there? What is it that you, you think the end looks like? Yeah. Um, because you're, we're always, when we come to a new version of ourselves, this, this, higher version of ourselves there's always more to see the view is prettier and then you wonder what more could be possible if I dive a little bit deeper and and continue the process so mm-hmm. I don't know whether that was no I it was beautiful and it takes us back to that same concept of yes and mm-hmm. you know you've what a beautiful gift we have been given that we've got the chance to be creative in our entire existence yeah we healed And now we get to heal again Mm -hmm. and some more and some more and keep striving because that is sort of that massive expansion and that beautiful flow of life. You turn the page, you go into the new chapter, you turn it again and you find new obstacles, you look at different things, you keep going. It's a never ending process and it's such a joy to go through. You know, it's such a good sort of blessing for all of us and it's such a good leaning space that we can know yep and in all of this I get to choose and that's what empowers me Mm -hmm. and so actually we're getting close to time which is so sad because I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours (laughs) love that Uh, but let's go ahead and tie this off and get I always ask my guests so give me your perspective on what we can do to become uplifted oh gosh I I honestly think that the most powerful thing that we can do for ourselves is recognize the lies that that we tell ourselves recognize mm. where it is that we're lying to ourselves where it, I call it the bs meter you've got <laughs> to you've got to get really attuned with your bs meter and recognize where am I lying to myself? Where am I making an excuse? Because doing the other thing, yes, is more joyful for me, but it's harder. Like all of these areas in our lives that exist where we could be more, we could do more, we could have more, um, but we settle. You have to get really, really real with yourself. Um, because again, you're the only one that's standing in the way of just, the greatest version of you whatever she looks like wherever she may be she's out there and she's waiting for you to get it together today and Mm -hmm. so for me really living uplifted is is having the capacity to call yourself out on your bs 
Mm. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it, Sabrina. Love, love, love. And before I let you go officially, um, where can the listeners find you? Oh, come hang out with me on Instagram. I Instagram is one of my favorites. It's um, underscore inspire Sabrina is my account there. I'm also on Facebook, Sabrina Militello. And you can check out my website too. And that's inspireelitefitness.com. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing in this beautiful space with me again. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pleasure. I feel very blessed. I got to do it two times. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Thank you again, Sabrina. Thank you, Safa. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. I hope that you enjoyed this interview and If you want to reach out and ask questions or ask for me to bring a particular topic or even person back, and if you want to learn how to work one-on-one with me, reach out to info at nourishingpaths.com. Yes, there is an S at the end of that. And also, if you want to connect with me on the social world, you can find me on Instagram at nourishing underscore paths. Don't forget to leave a beautiful five-star review for the show because this helps other people find the show as well. And get ready for next week because I have a unique guest joining me to talk about all things witchy and all things divine feminine from a very unique point of view. So stay tuned. I will see you next Monday and have a beautiful rest of your day.